Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, what are we doing today? Oh, well, today, Aaron, I'm doing all the fucking work because you're moving to Georgia. <laughs> I say that as I realize that you are listening to this right now, probably editing it for hours. Guys, uh, it is just Matt for the intro for today. Aaron is driving to Georgia to start his shit back up on The Walking Dead. But uh, we wanted to continue with our WonderCon uh, interviews. We have some good ones for today. We want you guys to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LaunchpadPod and on our website, launchpadpod.com. And please, guys, hit like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and everything else that has subscriptions and likes because it really, really helps us out. We got some big shit coming for uh, San Diego Comic-Con and that kind of stuff will actually really help us. So please go hit like, check us out on Facebook and Twitter, listen to our past episodes, and right now get ready for uh, our second installment of WonderCon. Today, we are interviewing none other than Peter J. Tomasi, who is a DC superstar. He's done Superman, Batman. He's a writer for Super Sons. He has been an editor for DC for a while, too, and he's edited a ton of books like Green Lantern, and he did the Kingdom Come classic saga. He was such a cool guy. He's been busy as hell with the Detective Thousand just coming out, as well as all of the other books he does, including Light Brigade. Check out his interview. Uh, and we're also going to interview Arthur Sudam, who is the zombie king. If you don't recognize his name, I know you guys know his work. He does all those bitchin' zombie covers, like for the Marvel Zombies line, Army of Darkness versus Marvel Zombies. He's done all those zombie covers with the, uh, the Nirvana cover with the baby that's a zombie. You got to check out his stuff and you got to listen to our interview today. Mission sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two. One, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. All right, guys, we're here at WonderCon Anaheim. Matt, who do we have with us? We are here with Peter J. Tomas Tomasi? Tomasi. That's spell, right? We are here. You have been extremely busy. You are a writer. You are a editor. You are... Big DC, you are creating books. Yes, a renaissance man. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. You, you say it. What do you have going on right now? We have so much happening. It is Batman's 80th birthday party. Uh, how busy does that make you? It makes me very, very busy. Uh, I'm writing Detective Comics right now, which comes out twice a month. Got an annual coming up also. I've got uh, Super Sons rolling along, Adventures of Super Sons. Some plans that I can't talk about, obviously, okay. uh, coming up. And uh, but finished up. New creator-owned book has just come out. The Bridge, about the building of the Brooklyn Bridge, that just came out recently in trade paperback. Got a lot of great reviews. House of Penance from Dark Horse Comics has just come out with a, an a big oversized library edition, like the uh, library edition Black Hammer that just came out. Mm -hmm. And the artwork from uh, Ian Bertram is amazing, especially in that big oversized image area. And uh, that's it. Just keeping uh, keeping the, the comic that's script. That's it. I like that you named all those things and then said, that's it. <laughs> What's a project that you have that you're either able to speak or even drop maybe a little hint that you're very excited about? Yeah, they're all sort of uh, secret, secret stuff. What's uh, something that just came out that you're super excited uh, about? Detective 1000 was very, very excited about. Obviously, I did Action 1000 also, and now I've been doing Detective 1000, so... Feeling uh, pretty lucky that the stars align for me to be able to do both of those landmark issues back to back. Really have a lot of great stuff coming up with um, Arkham Knight in uh, Detective with uh, the great Brad Walker doing some amazing artwork. That's the thing I'm excited about right now the most. And then, of course, 
the future stories coming up in Detective right after that. So something that you worked on that I'm a huge fan of is Light Brigade. Yes. And uh, I would love to hear some of your inspirations for that because it has such a great, like, Indiana Jones, like, Saving Private Ryan vibe. Can you tell us a little bit about Light Brigade? Uh, yeah, Light Brigade um, is also now published uh, at Dark Horse. It's a hardcover. They did a really nice collection. It's probably, you, you can't see it here because it's a podcast, but it's right here in front of us. I'm a big military history nut, so yeah, had jotted down a lot of ideas. And the first idea I had that, that prompted me to move into that story was I always loved the idea of World War II soldiers taking cover in a World War I cemetery mm -hmm. and just that legacy of war and death. And, and uh, from there, it sort of started to build. And uh, with beautiful artwork by Peter Snayberg and Bjarna Hansen coloring it, it's a real special book. I, it's, I'm pretty proud of it. No, it's, it's really cool. I really like that one. I have the hardcover and just really enjoyed it. I wish you guys could see this, but it's these two books on top of just a giant palette of Superman, <laughs> Superman Batman. Superman. And it's just, he's surrounded by these incredible titles, incredible yeah, books. It's the, uh, when you work for something there are 30, about almost 30 years, you start to build up a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, we'll give you one more question, then we'll leave you alone. Yeah, sure. I'm a huge Damian Wayne fan. Me uh, too. I was going to say, I think you are as well. Yep. You uh, did the reboot of Super Sons. You've done so many issues of uh, uh, Batman and Robin. What do you think appeals to fans with um, Damian Wayne? Like, why is he a, a bitch in Robin? It, it's one of those things where over the time, initially I remember in the first couple issues, people were, oh, I hate Damian Wayne. He's, uh, he's a punk. He's this. He's that. He's arrogant, and, and and that's what made him special to my mind. Sure, I agree. Um, and then they all then like months down the road, people are like, "Oh, I hate you. You made me really like Damian Wayne as a as a character," and that was really my job. I mean, you know, Grant, you know, brought this guy to life, this kid to life, and and then you know he handed the baton, and I just kept you know putting all the flesh and more flesh and bone on him with the amazing artistry of Pat Gleason on the book, and uh, it it's uh, one of those things where I mean, I grew up, you know. Never imagining I'd like anybody more than Dick Grayson as Robin. Sure. And uh, to me now, Damian Wayne is really the perfect Robin with uh, his very specific history, talents, and skills. Uh, he's the perfect part of the dynamic duo to hit the Gotham streets every night. I agree with that. You heard it right here from Peter Tomasi. Mr. Tomasi, where can we follow you? Social media, email, websites? I'm on Twitter. Um, I do sort of interact on there a bit. But otherwise... Um, Writing, family, a little bit of baseball watching, and sleep pretty much take up most of my time. So. Well, follow him in your local comic book shop. Like he said, there's only about a 1,000 titles dropping that he had something to do with. So get in your bookstore, grab some books. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. That was awesome. Uh, we were so happy to get, be able to talk to someone as cool and as big as Peter J. Tomasi. And he's done so much cool stuff. This is part of why we love going to cons and talking with creators, because we get to talk to people who whose work inspires us and whose work we really get a kick out of. And we get to just bullshit with them. You know, this is a guy who wrote, you know, issues and issues of Batman and Robin. And we got to shoot the shit with him and, and learn about what he's doing. Uh, but you guys know that both Aaron and I are big fucking gore hounds and we're just as much horror nerds, if not more than comic book nerds. We were so excited to talk to Arthur Sudan. He is the zombie king. He has been a cover artist for a ton of books, including all of the Marvel zombie stuff. He not only is an amazing artist and knows his undead as far as drawing them, we got to talk to him about zombie movies, zombie influences, and what scared him as a child. Check it out. 
All right, we're here at WonderCon 2019. We're here in Anaheim. Launchpad Podcast. Matt, who do we have? We are with royalty, your highness, the zombie king, Arthur Sudam. You guys know him from his Marvel Zombies covers. I know him from his Batman vs. Predator covers back from the 90s. He had a three-issue run. Uh, he did the, the, I guess, we talked yesterday. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They weren't called variant covers back then. Uh, they were just. They were the nicer covers. Prestige. They were called prestige format. You've done uh, so many different covers for Walking so many different dead. publishers. Everything. So many. Uh, Deadpool. You are the zombie king. We appreciate that, man. We appreciate it. How it's good to be you, here. Good to be here in sunny California. The ruler of the zombies. Uh, how did that happen? Well, actually, that's a title that the kids uh, bestowed on me. I think for two reasons. One that uh, my work on uh, three big, three or four big zombie series I worked on started with Marvel Zombies, continued with Marvel Zombies vs. Army of Darkness, then it continued with uh, Raise the Dead. We did those three big series. They ended up being bestsellers of all time for the big publishers. Um, so then people just started calling me the Zombie Guy, and then the kids, kids couldn't pronounce my last name. So they started calling me the Zombie King, and then it just stuck, and now everybody's been calling me that. So, so here we are. <laughs> Here in the presence of royalty, you got to do a lot of zombie research to be able to produce artwork that's so, I mean, just so bitching. And you, you, you clearly get zombies. I'm looking at a zombie Clint Eastwood here. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, what kind of research do you do? Tell me your favorite zombies. Okay. Well, research-wise, uh, it really comes from training. So uh, I'm actually classically trained, and my training is uh, 16th century Dutch and Italian. It's all Renaissance training. I've got about 40 years of official renaissance training so i'm actually trained to paint religious art but what i like of course is i love comics and i love pop art so my strategy was to learn the techniques of the uh, renaissance masters and import that into the comic business and and to do comic covers and to do comic stories with uh, classical writing and the classical artwork as well that that's kind of how it started who are you, some of your classical inspirations who's your big classical Go to. Classical go-to. Well, let me see. My favorites. Okay, so my favorites would be the drawings of and the sculptures of Michelangelo, and then the paintings of Bouguereau and of uh, Rubens. Those are those are my favorite guys. Very cool. Um, I had an uncle who actually studied with Norman Rockwell, oh. and uh, so when I was about eight years old, I inherited his workbooks. So that's actually what started my official training. And then uh, when I graduated high school, I started to study at the uh, uh, New York Academy of Figurative Art. It was the first classical atelier school in the world, or at least in the United States, is my understanding. And uh, that was a recreation of the school Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, and Raphael. And uh, so that's kind of ties in with the zombie thing because the curriculum was uh, it was all anatomy, figurative art, and anatomy, anatomical. So we had to do a lot of work with cadavers. Uh, wow. It was like medical wow. school, yeah. So yeah. I did that, and I liked the school so much that when I graduated that school, I started to study at uh, uh, the Art Students League uptown. That's actually where uh, Norman Rockwell went to school. And so and I just bought from school to school. When I finished the curriculum, they're usually about two years. Then I go, to, I find another school, and I take another school or another course. That's what I do. <laughs> kind of my hobby is being a permanent student. Really. That's great, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when the zombie apocalypse happens, that's going to be a tasty brain, right? Well, the, the Kung Fu comes in handy when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been studying that? Well, I've been a, I'm a teacher now. So I've been teaching uh, Muay Thai for about 15 years, and I've been practicing it. I started in boxing when I was 16 years old. Then from boxing, I went into kickboxing. I studied with, uh, with Edge Brown. He's actually the uh, striking trainer for uh, Jake Shields out here in California. 
He was a UFC champion. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I went to uh, film nurse. I've been a film nurse for about seven or eight years. And he was five-time world Muay Thai champion. And he's a trainer for Bones Jones, George St. Pierre, uh, Rashad Evans, and Frankie Edgar. All champs, man. All big big UFC champions. Big UFC champs. We love Phil, man. We love the Phil. Phil's the greatest. When you're practicing your martial arts, do you think about different ways to defend and attack human adversaries versus zombie adversaries, or is it pretty much the same? It's all fair game, man. It's all fair <laughs> game. If you, if, you, if you screw with the guy, you get what you ask for, you know, so it's that. You so, get what you ask for. So to bring it back to the art a little bit, one of my favorite things that you do, your your art is so visceral, and uh, and there's a lot of sinew. You use a lot of connective t- tissue in your right, art, right. and it makes it so visceral. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that technique? Because a lot of people just draw bones and bones, and you draw like literally like connective tissue yeah. and, and and tendons and stuff. What what got you into that Well, level that comes of from the training. As I said, that comes from the training. It started at the New York Academy of Frigate of Art. See, when I was in high school, they started to hire me right away. Mm-hmm. So all the comic companies, as soon as I showed them some work, like DC hired me when I was in high school. Wow. Warren Publishing hired me when I was in high school. What were you drawing at that time? Horror. Horror. <laughs> yeah. I was doing all the horror stories for DC Comics for House of Secrets. Uh, but I hadn't really started the, the training that I wanted. So um, they kept trying to bog me down with monthly titles. In fact, they tried to get me to, when Bernie Wrightson quit Swamp Thing, they wanted me to be the new Swamp Thing artist. But uh, I wanted to go. So I had my choice of working on the monthly titles or going to school. And so I decided not to do the monthly titles, just to stick with short stories and then stay in school. And that's what I did. So, so that's why that's where all the sinew comes from. It comes from all the training. That and, I got. Wow. You're saying a lot about school. That's a lot of academics. Yeah. What kind of zombie stuff did you research? Do you love? Do you think about what zombies inspire you, whether it's from other comic book artists okay. or maybe film, television? Well, I don't think there was any of that stuff that really inspired me, but I, I can say what I liked. Yeah, okay. let's um, go for that. I say the zombie things that have come out that I thought were good. I think there's a lot of zombie stuff that has come out over the years. I didn't think almost none of it was good. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought the Walking Dead TV show was fantastic, was really, really great. There's a movie called Re- uh, Return to the Living Dead, which was a comedy Absolutely. with the uh, Tar Man and all that. I love that. That one's super underrated, don't you think? Wow. Well, uh, the guys that know know that that's a great film. Yeah. Sure. In fact, a buddy of mine uh, did the zombie designs in that, created the zombies for that movie. All right. uh, my guy named Bill Stow was a buddy of mine. He designed, in fact, that, that whole movie was put together by comic people. Yeah. Yeah. The writer was uh, Dan O'Bannon. He's a comic book writer. He used yep. to work for Heavy Metal. And he actually wrote Alien, the yep. first Alien movie. Right. And he wrote uh, Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Absolutely. Right. So that's why that movie was so good. And then I liked the first half of Shaun of the Dead. I'm with you there, too. And, and I watched that recently it. with yeah. that in mind. And I yeah. was like, I'm going to give it another shot. And that, yeah. it, it's a different movie towards the end there. It's not bad, but it's different. Well, then it turns into just a regular schlocky zombie movie like all the other ones. So where they went wrong, that's where that movie goes wrong. But when it stayed funny and it stayed a comedy, it was great. Sure. Yeah, which was the first half of the movie. When they got away from that and they tried to make it a running from the zombies thing, then it kind of lost its magic, right? Yeah, yeah. thought it was like there's one good zombie movie out there and one good zombie TV show and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. There's one more. Night Stalker with Darren McGavin. All right. Where it's that's a zombie. It's a zombie episode. It's a, like a Haitian zombie thing. And uh, what well, that football player's name? I can't remember his name. Like the biggest linebacker of the day in pro football was the zombie. Huh. Oh. Yeah, and there's a great scene in there where the only way you can stop a zombie from doing his zombie thing is you got to catch him when he's sleeping 
And then you got to fill his mouth full of salt, yeah. pour salt in his mouth. Then you got to sew his lips together. And so there's a great scene in there. Rosie, Rosie Greer was the football player where Darren McGavin is crawls, crawls into a hearse and the zombie's asleep in the hearse and he pours salt in his mouth and it starts to sew his lips together and then the zombie wakes up while he's laying on top of him. This is very great. This yeah, is some cool. of the best things that we love about interviews like this because <laughs> yeah. you just gave you us homework. Yeah, 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 like now yeah. we, then it's like, we'll be psyched. Like, did you watch that episode oh, yeah, that the zombie yeah. king told us to watch? Because that sounds like a suspenseful oh, scene. Yeah. And you can see it for free on YouTube, by the way. There that we episode, go. Yeah. We'll have to look for that up, yeah. Here's a question. What was yeah. the first time you ever saw a zombie? That was Night of the Living Dead. Wow. What was your, your reaction? How did well, you feel? Terrified me. Ter- so Were you a kid? Yeah, I was a kid, and it. Uh, I think I was in my teens. And it got me to where uh, walking home in the dark, I would run instead of walk because I was just afraid there were zombies hidden behind trees and things like that. It was, it was, for me, it was terrifying. It's a, it's a classic for yeah. me. And it really stuck with me, for sure, yeah. So you had started drawing anatomy, and you had been doing horror. Right. When was your first, like, living dead that you got to draw as well, art? Well, that was, I started working for DC Comics in 1971, right yep. after I got out of high school. And, uh, yeah, my first story was called, uh, what was it, uh, Carnival Dwarfs. My second story was Island of Crawling Flesh, and it was a big zombie story. Yeah. 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 So when I was a kid, I started working on them. Yeah. That's funny. Last question we got for yep. you. What is a character from any publisher on comics yeah. that you have yet to draw a cover, of, a cover, a zombie cover of that you're dying to do? Okay. So what I'd like to do, and this would, this would help them out immensely, the company, what I'd like to do is write a, a Batman zombie series for DC Comics, a whole series and I'd like to choose the artist because I've got some experience as a creative director and art director. And uh, that's what I really like to do. Then what I would do is I'd import the whole DC universe in. And it, I think it would be really great. And it would really help them out financially. And it would help them out if they made a movie of it as well. Oh, man. That would be so it cool. Would look bitchy. Would you do any of... Uh, you're known for the, the, the Marvel Zombies covers. A yeah. lot of those are homages to... Homages, yeah. Would you have any DC covers in mind that yeah, you would zombie I can't up? say what they are right now, but yeah, that's what I would Just do. strike a pose and I'll tell you what... Co- <laughs> I'll guess what cover it is. All right. All right I'm gonna, we're going to put them to the test now. <laughs> so I just did one. So I just did one for DC Comics. Oh. I, I finished it in the hotel while I'm here. I delivered it to them two days ago. So while I'm here... And it's the first cover to DC. DC has like a series out that's kind of like called, it's called Deceased. It's kind of like a DC Zombies thing. Okay. And uh, so I just turned in the first cover. I mean, you want me to strike a pose, huh? Would you really do it? Uh, you're not going to be able to guess it, but okay. Let me see. Let that pose. Let me think about that pose. So it's a female character. Okay. Like this. Harley? Yeah. He's got it. So, uh, <laughs> this guy's. Mr. Sudan just that's kind it, of. He's, he's halfway there. That's if he gets the rest of the He leaned kind of back with his chest kind of out and his, yeah. his one of his hands behind his head like he yeah. was relaxing back. Yeah. And I guessed Harley. Uh, I'm not sure. And only, she's the only character on the cover? Uh, there's one more character on the cover. Joker? Yeah, that's right. You're two thirds of the way there. Is it Mad Love? Uh, is it Paul Dini with the two of them? Kind nah, of like a. No. Or is it the Alex Ross it's cover? Alex Ross cover, yeah. Oh! You got it. That's pretty good. That was like within Snap. what four guesses, five guesses. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> oh man, good. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Is this a tryout or is this going to be something that's no, coming no, out? No, it's come out already. Yeah, or it's uh, we just delivered to them two days ago. I think in a week the comic comes out. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to see that now. Oh, you guys heard it here first. Check out Deceased. 
covered by the Zombie King. Thank you so much for taking a couple minutes. Well, thank to you, chat gentlemen. With us. Great talking with you. This has been uh, this has been Psh. really really great. This we'll give it a really con good. shake. You got it. Sound to get the con crud. There you go. Con flu. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Arthur Sudan, uh, guys. Where where can your followers find you online? Uh, they can find me at my Facebook. So it's Harry Arthur Sudan at Facebook.com. Excellent. Thank you so thank much. You Have so a great much, rest Ray. of the con. Yourself as well, guys. Appreciate it. The Zombie King and the Rocketeers. Tell me right now that you wouldn't read that fucking comic book, right? And you knew that I was on point. I knew exactly what cover he was talking about the second he started it. He was a super cool guy, Mr. Sudan. Thanks for coming on the show. We have a lot more WonderCon stuff coming up for you guys. We have a whole family worth of Qbert interviews to do. We're talking with Jerry Duggan, who is not only an alumni of our college, Emerson College, but he's writing some bitchin' books, including Savage Avengers, and none other than the Dark Knight himself, Kevin Conroy. So please listen to our next couple WonderCon episodes, you guys, and be sure to follow us on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram at Launchpad Pod and on our website, which is launchpadpod.com. Like, subscribe, that really helps us out. And we love hearing from you guys. So let us know what you're up to. Let us know if you guys are at the con, what you guys did. Uh, if you saw two handsome boys in Launchpad shirts, it was probably us and you should have said hi. Um, especially if you're a hot chick, you definitely should have said hi. Haha, <laughs> no hot chicks are listening to this show. Uh, but we'll check you guys out soon. Uh, I am the Launchpad Podcast and I am out. <laughs> Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one.